Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today, and today we're joined by Olivia Orndorff. Olivia, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Uh, Olivia attends our church here at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene, and she's here to share her testimony today. Olivia, just start off telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Okay. Well, a quick thumbnail is I was born in D.C., but raised in uh, Franklin, West Virginia, just about an hour from here. Um, Growing up uh, was, you know, small town, so I could walk everywhere pretty much. But in high school, I started isolating myself and... uh, Lived in the basement pretty much with TV and games. Then in college, uh, my freshman year, my parents separated. And uh, that's when uh, I broke away from the church. And it turned out to be a good thing because, um, yeah, I was angry for a while. uh, But my senior year, well, I guess we'll get to those questions later. But uh, a friend of mine asked me to church. And that's how I got saved. Thumbnail. Wow. Isn't that amazing how God moves you? Yeah. Um, and very painful moves. Yes. Especially divorce of parents. And obviously the home life wasn't the greatest or you wouldn't have been in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> so that just, without saying a lot, that says a lot. Yeah. Um, so... Did you grow up going to church? Did you, uh, obviously you, there was some church affiliation. Yeah, I uh, grew up in a uh, small town church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Franklin's got uh, a lot of churches, but we went to the same church mm-hmm. pretty much every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Not, as you can imagine, there weren't a lot of stuff for youth, so mm-hmm. you sat in a regular sermon just like everybody mm-hmm. else, and I, I hate to say this, but I was bored stiff. Yeah. So, I don't know that I went regular with my parents. Mm-hmm. They didn't for you know they didn't make me go. So, mm-hmm. I just didn't get it anyway. Yeah. Um, I thought I was a Christian because my family went to church, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. kind of sort of went to church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, God doesn't have grandchildren, right? right? So that's a personal thing. But sometimes it can. I think that we believe that. I mean, growing up, for me, kind of the same way. I was in church when the doors were open. And I was leaning into my parents' faith, but I didn't really have it myself. So what did it look like for you to not lean on that faith, but to have your own? What did that look like to become a believer? What was that like? When did you first experience that? What was that experience like, Um, if you can remember? Well, I, I I do. It's kind of long, so I'll try to cut okay. short. One day in chemistry class, he was talking about the Big Bang Theory, and I was like, well, what happened before the Big Bang? Mm. And then everything started clicking. And uh, still not a Christian, but at least I was like, well, God has to exist. I mean, mm. to me, there has to be a start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I know what scientists are trying to do. They're trying to get smaller and smaller and smaller. But they're going to be at it for a while. <laughs> True. <laughs> and for me, pure science is going into a lab, studying something over and over again, repetitiously, doing the same thing over and over again until you've proven that this is a law. Mm-hmm. And if you look, science has maybe 
I can't remember how many, but it's like, let's say 10 laws. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Out Mm -hmm. of all the theories, including evolution, Mm. evolution's a theory. Yes. It's not a law. Absolutely. So um, I had to take evolution as a class. So I took it over the summer, and it just seemed to bump heads with in itself. Mm-hmm. And so it did not make sense to me. So the more uh, that did not make sense to me, the more I was like, well, I knew at least the creation story in the Bible. I was like, well, that's, you know, makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started to turn to it. Uh, and um, a friend of mine just out of the blue one day, none of my friends knew that I wasn't a Christian. None of my friends knew. Because I hung out with Christian friends, and hey, if you hang out with Christian friends, that makes you a Christian too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, parking the car off. in the garage. <laughs> so uh, she wanted someone to go with her to baptism class. And by going to baptism class, it also, of course, goes through the salvation steps. <laughs> Isn't God good? Yeah. <laughs> So what was that like sitting in that class and beginning to understand? It just, it clicked. It's like each step was um, after separating from God, then uh, the classes I took and stuff started clicking. It just seemed like it was like a puzzle Mm. and the puzzle pieces started fitting and it just, Mm. everything started settling down. Like, okay, Mm. get this now. Everyone goes to Jeremiah 2911 and, um, that is such a good scripture. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. But as we read further, uh, he says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And this is the scripture that I just love. He said, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. That's what was happening in those he placed within us this desire to know him, and he also just comes after him with his extravagant love and grace. And he's really like the hound of heaven, right? Yeah. And he gives us um, people. Uh, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, mine's a bizarre story because one, going through science class to get me saved instead of, mm-hmm. you know, hearing from somebody else, but also, um, I still didn't really tell anybody because to me, it's, you know, it says, you know, you stand and declare before everybody Mm -hmm. else. So that's Mm -hmm. just like what you do Mm -hmm. for for baptism. Mm -hmm. Right. Is you declare. So that's what I did. And uh, then we went and we did an old fashioned baptism in the river, Mm. you know, cow pastures around and everything, Mm -hmm. but uh, didn't care. You know, I'm a country girl. Who cares? (laughs) Me too. I'm with you. (laughs) And, um, and things finally just clicked. Mm. Have I had rough patches? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> Haven't we all? So, uh, Olivia, you talked about, you know, growing up in the church, but, you know, not really coming to a relationship with him until your friend invited you to the baptism class. Right. And then you also shared about going through kind of a tough time in college with your parents separating. So talk about... Those two good experience with the church and then a rough patch there, kind of how that, you know, led you into your adulthood and your relationship with him going forward. Yeah, sure. Uh, Growing up in church, 
we were read the scriptures and everything, um, but uh, it just seemed to go over my head. Like I didn't understand it at all. Uh, and then uh, when my parents separated, there was no. Uh, it's like we dropped off the face of the planet. There was no communication, no support, mm. at least that I understood for me or for my mother. Mm. And so um, I was like, okay, that's it. No offense to you, God, but uh, <laughs> I'm done with the church. But it turned out that I was also cutting myself off mm-hmm. from God as well. Because mm-hmm. well, you don't have that support from the church, even though. So feeling like you didn't have that support from the church or maybe from the Lord, and you said you kind of strayed from him for a bit. Talk mm-hmm. about you know, maybe how long that lasted and then what eventually drew you back to him. I know a lot of people say many years, but um, for me it was within the college four-year okay. span. The, um, I guess, I, I'm trying to think of what year my uh, I had uh, chemistry class. Uh, it's kind of hard to think of because it's been so long, long ago. <laughs> um, but um, even with the chemistry thing, it was... Um, Then I thought, you know, in this world there are many little G gods, and then Mm -hmm. there's the God. So I was searching at that point. And I guess it was my senior year that uh, everything just started clicking. That uh, Genesis, to me, had the best uh, origin story and made the best sense. Mm -hmm. And... Then my friend asking me to go to church mm-hmm. uh, and starting to go to church. And uh, after it was around graduation, uh, that's when I went before the church and got baptized. Mm-hmm. So was that a church at college in your college town? No. It was uh, in a little town called uh, New Hope. Virginia? Yeah, which ah. I'm very, which was very funny because if anybody has a science fiction background, I'm a big fan uh-huh. of New Hope. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought, here's your sign. Not just because it's science fiction, obviously, but also New Hope, you know? That is awesome. So, uh, I love to hear how your brain connects <laughs> things. And, you know, I just want to go back really quick. You care a lot. God knew how to come to you. He came to you in a science class because he knew that that's where you would understand it. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like, you can't put him in a box. Right. You don't know where he's going to show up and how he is going to connect things. And I don't want to name the college. I Right, that, that's but, fine. Uh, there is no creation mm. science mm. in this college. Mm. It's a Christian college, but there's no creation right. science. And I'd never heard of it. Mm. So I thought I was on the absolute fringe. And then years later, I hear about answers. I pick up a book by Ken Ham and find out about answers in Genesis. And I'm like, woohoo, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say there's nothing new. It's all but, you know, yeah. but just figuring out those places that you can really engage and be affirmed in what you feel like God's shown you. Right. It's really cool. Well, as you were talking about being in science class and them talking about the Big Bang Theory, and you're like, you know, there has to be a start somewhere. I think of saying, yeah, God created it, and bang, it was here. Here, exactly. <laughs> and uh, 
there's little things in Genesis that you don't pick up unless you read and reread and read some more uh, that uh, make sense as far as um, the development of this planet. Mm. It's mm-hmm. just absolutely amazing. Give us one off the top of your head. Well, I was thinking about how it didn't rain mm-hmm. until Noah. Mm-hmm. The water came from the ground. The earth, yeah. And so with that in mind, there had to have been a lot more water than what we see you know, mm-hmm. now uh, under the earth and around mm-hmm. the earth. So... Um, and I think at the polar caps. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't believe in local flood. Mm-hmm. I believe it was mm-hmm. a covered whole Earth flood. Mm-hmm. And there's so many uh, theories out there how dispersion of the animals could have happened, and everything that it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, people talk about well, there couldn't have been that many animals fit in the ark, but there could have been because. Um, let's take the wolf for example. Well, look at what's come from just the wolf. Mm-hmm. You have my beautiful little dogs, you know, mm-hmm. that are uh, Shih Tzu and Shipu, mm-hmm. but they are descendants of the wolf because of uh, breeding that man has done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, from the wolf comes all dogs that we have in the world, and from who knows what uh, feline. Because it said kinds. It didn't say specific animals. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Absolutely. Pretty amazing. So, wow. You found New Hope. I found New in Hope. In New Hope. <laughs> that, that's great. I love that God placed you in the Shenandoah Valley. Isn't that something? Yeah. That he knew that. Um, just like uh, when he created the animals and... You know, he created us and knew us, you know, even then. And today we find ourselves sitting here, descendants of those that were on the ark as well. Right. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> like we look around us and it's what you said. We are all descendants of that as well as those um, animals that we see today. I, did, I love when you have that fire, you know, to really look into it and... Um, search it, and I can tell it's your passion. You love to learn. Yes. Without a doubt. I've been in some conversations with you, I'm like, wow. (laughs) She knows a lot. Olivia knows a lot. And um, you have, I watch, you know, I'm not on Facebook a whole lot, but I see um, you on Facebook um, sharing what you know. I know that you love to learn and then to share uh, what you know and to Think about this girl that didn't even really share that she had become a Christian, right? Until you were baptized. That's kind of how it came out. And now to see you just so passionate about Jesus and sharing what he shows you on Facebook Live. And so talk to us a little bit about the journey from there to where you are now. You know, we've kind of talked about where it was you came to Christ and all that. How, like today... How is God proving himself to you today? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, that one's a long story, but... Uh, yeah, let's hear it. We have time. April 22nd, 2014. I went in for surgery for gallbladder removal and a 
large, uh, it was, yeah, left ovary tumor. Mm. Signs were that, you know, once it was done, it was over with. Well, when I woke up in recovery, I heard, patient doesn't know they have cancer. Mm. Spouse has been told, and I heard this inaudible whisper, does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. That said, that's you, you're going to be fine. Mm. And I had a calm over me, Mm. which, you know, (laughs) is quite contrary to what you should be. But there was nothing to me that I can recollect even today in the conversation that would have pointed to me because they didn't use pronouns mm-hmm. he or she. They kept saying, referring as the patient and mm-hmm. the spouse. So when I went to my first room, I w- told Craig, I said, I don't want you to be upset, but have they said anything to you about cancer? And he said no. And I give him a bye with that because he was under strict orders by the doctor not mm-hmm. to say anything. Well, everybody came in that was uh, there for my surgery. And the doctor came in and says, you have cancer. And you're going to go through all these stages. And I was like, thinking to myself, no. But all I said was, okay, what do we do next? You know, mm. what's the next thing? I have been... Uh, let's see here. That year, I had a second major surgery, mm-hmm. and they told me that I would take at least three, usually it was four weeks to recover. I was out in a week, mm. uh, which shocked her because I, uh, I told the surgeon, I said, no, I'm not going to be here that you know, mm-hmm. Four weeks, absolutely not. <laughs> so, um, so after that... Uh, I had another CT scan, and the first report I got was that I was clear, which in the, I was clear in the abdomen. Mm. Then the doctor came in and said, you have spots in your lungs. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, right. you know, celebrate, oh, great, you know, just, you know, punch the gut. But in between those two newses, while well, I was celebrating that, you know, mm-hmm. I heard that I had a clear report, once again, I had that inaudible thing going, hold on a minute. Mm. It's not, you know, like, mm-hmm. no, you know, but then I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, ever since then, I've been on chemo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have rough patches. Uh, I have uh, chemo brain every once, you know. Sometimes it's worse than others, and mm-hmm. what chemo brain is, is it's like a fog in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I have to go to Craig and go, did I tell you that, or did we have this conversation, or did I just have it all in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> um, kind of thing. Uh, sometimes I have to write down lists, uh, even if it's just two or three things, so that when I go to the store, mm-hmm. I have it. Yes. Um, I can't read sometimes because I can't concentrate enough. Which is really hard because part of my brain is like, I have the time to read. And then Mm -hmm. I look to read and I can't focus on the words. Mm. So that's hard. Um, I can't help people the way I want to Mm -hmm. because of some of the side effects. So it's hard some days. But overall, uh, I would say I have it way better Mm. than a lot of people. Yeah. Way better. So, uh, I'm just thankful that he's taking care of me this whole time. Yeah. And just, 
I love to hear, you know, the peace that he gives us as believers mm-hmm. that passes all understanding. That was um, very evident at the very beginning. He affirmed you with that. And um, that's the God we serve. And so how, how have you seen him working in that? Like, you've not stopped. I would just say, for one thing, um, Olivia is a very faithful volunteer here at the church. There are days that I'm pretty sure that you do not feel like being here, but you are, and you help with data input, and you are always a joy when you're in here. And it blesses my heart to see you could be at home and be, you know, have a right to be home and be on the couch because of what you're going through, but you choose not to do that. I did that for a little bit uh, because I didn't know what to do with myself. I had to leave work, uh, which was very hard for mm-hmm. me. And they encouraged me to stay, but at the same time, I knew I couldn't do the job right. anymore uh, because it is focus-oriented, mm-hmm. and you do have to multitask. Mm-hmm. And so that was a hard decision. And so for a couple of years, I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. And uh, that's when I started doing uh, the Facebook videos that I called mm-hmm. Coffee Scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I never would have thought to do those. Ordinarily, I'm very weird. I'm an introvert, but in certain situations, Mm -hmm. uh, I can get out of that. Right. And that was easy because it was just me talking to me. Right. (laughs) So I didn't have to think about other Mm -hmm. people listening. And in this day and age, I just wanted to show that while there are some misrepresentations of uh, Christianity, mm-hmm. some you know, well-intentioned, but at the mm-hmm. same time, wrong. I wanted to show the positive side, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. Absolutely, and that there is compassion, even if we disagree on something. There's, you know, yeah, and uh, yeah. So, and well, and volunteering, those, yeah, in those two ways, being intentional about what you share on social media. Um, using that time and what you've been through to give God glory is powerful. And then to volunteer and just to use your time in ways that um, impact the kingdom yeah. and honor God, that's powerful. For me, watching it inspires me. Um, so you made a comment on Facebook the other day um, about volunteering. And it just felt like in that maybe in that day of volunteering or there was something that had really given you joy and you were grateful that you were a part of volunteering. Is there anything, I'm just going to ask, is there anything that you want to share? Like, how has that impacted you? Oh, it helps me uh, immensely uh, giving back. I get so much more out of it, Mm. especially volunteering at church because I come in here uh, at a bad day and somebody is willing to listen mm-hmm. and to pray with me. Mm-hmm. And um, then I can go about and do my work mm-hmm. and come out of this feeling way better than mm-hmm. I did before. Because uh, I'll be honest, right now I'm going through one big storm. And mm-hmm. uh, it seems like I'm being tossed about left and right. Mm-hmm. But volunteering, whether it be here or... Mm-hmm. Um, someplace else, uh, it brings out the best. Mm-hmm. It really does. 
Yeah, it takes our focus off of what's going on in our world and helps us. And like you said earlier, anytime you help other people, anytime that you are doing something beyond yourself, God blesses that, you know. Mm -hmm. And it certainly is a blessing um, to us to have you. Um, So it goes both ways. But what would you say to someone today that just is kind of in isolation? Because if you weren't volunteering, you would find yourself probably in that place especially going through what you're going through mm-hmm. uh, medically, uh, with your health, but then the other, you know, the storms that come around that storm, right? Right. Um, what would you say to folks that maybe just have kind of given up on being a part of volunteering, whether it is the church or right. in the community? What would you say to those folks today to encourage them? Well, uh, the first thing I'd say is I totally get it mm-hmm. because, you know, some circumstances in your health, you can't volunteer. Right. Um, but uh, that's when I got into social media and doing the Facebook mm-hmm. Live thing. Because that's one thing you can do. Right. Uh, start small. Right. And then work your way out. Do what you believe God is leading you to do. Mm-hmm. Because um, technically I'm not even supposed to go to church because my immune mm. system could be compromised mm-hmm. at that point in time, but I do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, not encouraging others to do it. Cause like I said, yeah. it's gotta be God led, yes. you know, your body, mm-hmm. but that's what I would say is start small and then work your way out. Mm-hmm. Find something little by little to do. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. And in keeping in mind that, God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. He tells us that in his word. And whether we are well and um, maybe feel like we're too busy to be a part of volunteering or if we're just uh, in a place where we feel like we have nothing to give, uh, God has a purpose for us and that will bring us joy that we've never imagined. Olivia, thank you for joining us today. And uh, just uh, anything else maybe that we haven't asked you already or that you haven't shared already that you'd like to share in closing? About volunteering. You know, it's a scary thing to uh, put yourself out there. Uh, Before uh, I was diagnosed with cancer, one of uh, the things that I volunteered at a previous church doing was teaching three- and Mm four-year-olds. You want to talk about scary. (laughs) 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 But it was my own little experiment. One day I I just realized that if I prayed before I went in, those kids were calm Mm. and they would listen. If I didn't take the time to pray to God and say, Mm. look, God, this is all in your hands. Amen. There was a little bit of chaos. Mm. Now, did that happen all the time? You know, because God's not, you know, I always heard this, God's not a genie, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he will lead you. And um, if you have something that cuts you off from volunteering and uh, gets you away from that for a while, don't let that discourage Mm -hmm. you from going back and trying again. Or if you have a bad experience. Or if you have a bad experience. Because, <laughs> bad, you know, there's always another place for you. Yeah. I'm reading your shirt. <laughs> and I feel like it must be a pretty significant scripture in your life. Yeah. And you're wearing it. Proverbs 3, 
trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding um, is on your shirt. But I just want to add the rest of that scripture. Yeah. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And I think that's just so applicable to our conversation today. Yeah. No matter at any point in our conversation, this is true. Right. You know, his word is true and he is faithful and he will um, direct our paths um, and they will be joyful right. if we are surrendered to him. Yeah, and me being an introvert, it's very hard for me to get out there and to, in all my ways, acknowledge mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So I love it getting on Facebook and doing this, yeah. doing what I can to step out a little yes. bit further. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Um, I believe that you have inspired people today. People needed to hear that hope. In the midst of pain, in the midst of sickness, God is faithful and he has life for us even in those times. Olivia, thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you and uh, certainly be praying for you and Craig and uh, the Lord continues to give you strength and show his faithfulness in your life. Well, thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that Olivia Orndorff's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.